You're listening to the MoneyWeb SAFM Market Update Podcast. Kicking things off with a market update, I'm joined on the line by Chantal Marks. Um, she's the head of research at, research at FNB Wealth and Investments to just give us a run through of uh, what's happened through the markets and where we're sitting or where we're closing out the month of January. Good evening, Chantal. Thanks very much for your time. Can you give us a sense of um, how the JSEs closed out the month? Hi, yes, it's a, it's an absolute pleasure to be with you tonight. Um, but the markets weren't that pleasurable today. Um, unfortunately, the JSE was uh, ended down about 1% today. Um, really, the resources sector bearing the brunt of the pain down 2.7%. Um, but for the month, uh, we are still uh, up and up quite comfortably. And I think that uh, taking that into account, I think a pause was likely on the cards. There's a lot happening this week in terms of central bank action globally. Um, and of course, once once the market has rallied strongly, um, investors need to have a little bit of a think about what they're going to do for the rest of the year. Absolutely. And I mean, the, as you rightly mentioned, there's a lot of data that's coming out. I mean, from an S&P perspective as well, I think about 100 S&P 500 companies are reporting results this week as well, alongside all the central bank data. So it is very expected that uh, th- there'll be a lot of movements back and forth. Were there any standout performers for you for the month of Jan locally? Well, I think from a January overall perspective, it would have been NASPAS and process. We saw a continuation of a strong recovery that came through from December. Um, and really, it was it was a, a function of two things. Uh, firstly, Tencent recovered quite sharply in China. Tencent is the biggest investment um, that NASPAS and process hold. Uh, and they are basically the, the biggest social media and uh, kind of search network in China. Now, the China reopening was super supportive of this company as well. And by extension, NASPAS and process uh, did well also. The, the second reason is that it seems as if uh, some of the things that NASPAS and Process's management teams have been trying to do to narrow the discount that they trade at relative to the stuff that they own in that stable um, is narrowing. So they have been buying back shares instead of investing kind of in early early phase startups and the market really liked that. So a, a really strong recovery from both of those stocks in Jan. Yeah, and they they both actually issued, um, as you mentioned, the uh, updates on their repurchase program. I think NASPERS today, uh, Process to date has repurchased about just under 3 million shares at an average price of about 76 uh, euros there. So it looks like their repurchase programs are uh, well on track. Um, and I think it's probably filtering in through to, to the sentiment around the stocks, as you mentioned. Do you think that going forward... Um, we, we can expect to see. I mean, we, we touched record highs this month uh, on the on the all share and on the top 40. We saw the all share above 80,000 points for the first time ever in the history of South Africa. Um, do you think that this is momentum we can expect to, to continue going in through the rest of the year, looking at um, inflationary pictures, looking at interest rate hikes and that sort of thing? Do you think there's still appetite for uh, local equities? Yeah, it's such a tough one. I mean, last year we were sitting in the exact same position at the end of January and then Russia decided to invade Ukraine. (laughs) So (laughs) I think if we can avoid any black swan events, 
um, the the fact that emerging markets are in favor at the moment and that we do have this China reopening and the global growth picture doesn't look as bad as we thought it was going to look at the start of the year. I mean, we saw the, the IMF update their, their growth forecasts. Uh, I think it was uh, today or last night. Um, there, there is still scope here. And, and the main reason is that the JSC is not an expensive stock market. Um, it, it's trading at, at levels uh, relative to the underlying earnings and cash flows um, that are lower than what they what it's traded at in the past. So even though we've seen record levels, the JSE still doesn't look expensive relative to to the fundamentals. That said, there are some some risks, and I think the main one locally, and that is reflected in the rand right now, is we do have a situation where our energy. Uh, crisis that we are facing is really starting to hit corporate earnings as well. I mean, just this morning we heard from ShopRite that they've burnt um, diesel in excess of 500 million rand in the first six months of their financial year. And they're, they're not the only company that has been dealing with this. So, so things like that, I think, could continue to put a bit of a lid on things. But from a valuation perspective, it doesn't look too bad. Yeah, I like that you mentioned that uh, corporate update. I mean, we, we we know we got voluntary updates from or operational updates from ShopRite as well as Vodacom. But I think what did stand out was um, undoubtedly that 560 million rand cost of diesel from ShopRite uh, over this f- uh, in- interim period that they reported. Do, is this something that, I mean, we've seen from retailers, the likes of Mr. Price and the Fushini Group have implemented uh, measures albeit to the detriment of their capital expenditure and all of that and profits to implement measures to sort of mitigate the impact of um, load shedding and the impact of our current energy crisis. Is this something we can forecast to see happening from bigger companies? I mean, our mining stocks as well, they didn't have a bit the, the best day today and going in through the rest of the year as well. I mean, they've got other issues like Transnet to deal with, but could we potentially see them also suffering um, the brunt of this because some mining operations, of course, are reliant on um, being able to be powered by ESCOM? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but I think it's it's very important that that we look at how they're actually mitigating these the, the, the risk of this, the, well, the ESCOM disaster that we are all dealing with on a day-to-day basis. <laughs> Because not all interventions are made equal, right? Mm. If you are burning diesel using diesel generators, you've got the capital expenditure of the diesel, and then you've got the upper, the continuing operating costs of actually buying diesel to burn. Mm. Um, many companies, and I think that if you look, uh, uh, particularly in the property companies and in the mining companies, now that that generation self-generation cap has been fully lifted, are investing quite heavily in um, solar fault. I can't even say the word right now, but solar capacity, right? Mm. So they're they're actually going to have an, an initial capital outlay that's 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 probably higher than than buying diesel generators, but you're actually going to save money because you're not going to have to spend much on the op- on the day to day operation of that solar system. So that's something that we've seen particularly from the the property companies and the mining companies, as I've mentioned. And it's vital for the miners to invest in this kind of capacity because not only um, does it really hamper their operations if they don't have electricity, but they're also quite a drain on on the system as it is. Um, they use a lot of electricity or a lot of these mining companies use a lot of electricity. And um, I think if they become more self-reliant, it will almost be good for them and 
good for the country, if I can put it that way. Mm, mm, absolutely. And I mean, it, it, it definitely speaks to their uh, ability to reduce their own carbon footprints as, as companies and um, help mm. towards achieving the, the net zero carbon emissions that South Africa needs to achieve as a country, but also from their organizational perspective, what their targets are individually. So I think I agree with you there. There's definitely um, positivity to, to be found in the, those sorts of investments. And of course, they don't have to worry about maintaining diesel generators and servicing them on a, on an ongoing basis. Before I let you go, Chantal, um, what's the outlook for February? What are we expecting uh, going into the month of February, assuming no black swan events come our way and we have to deal with um, a new war? Or Are, are we anticipating that um, we'll, we'll continue to see global equity or local equities rather uh, show some signs of strength? Are we anticipating that the impact of inflation will be eased as we go in throughout the rest of the year? So February historically is a bit of a quieter month. Um, I think it's just all the all the, uh, the the kind of big tactical trades have been done in January. So guys come back from December, um, they relook at their portfolios and they make changes quite aggressively. Mm. We don't see that going going into February. But that said, I mean just this week, the first three days of Feb, we are dealing with um, the end of, well, the, the technology stocks on the in the US uh, releasing results. Uh, we've got three major central banks um, coming out with interest rate decisions. And I think because we are at a, at a kind of a, a turning point in terms of the interest rate story, um, are these guys going to pause? Are they going to increase interest rates by lower amounts? What is the inflation story? I think we could see more volatility in February than we are used to, mm. um, particularly given the gains that we, we saw in Jan. So, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Feb ends up being a, a flat to slightly negative month. But then again, um, markets are, are funny um, <laughs> and they're impossible to, to predict, especially on, a, on an aggregate basis. Absolutely. If we all knew the answers, we'd all be rich. Uh, but thanks very much, Chantel. That was Chantel Marks, um, Head of Research at F&B Wealth and Investments, just giving us a snapshot of how the markets performed through the month of January and what we can expect from the markets for the month of Feb. You've been listening to another MoneyWeb SAFM Market Update podcast, uploaded weekdays at 7 p.m. For more MoneyWeb podcasts, go to moneyweb.co.za or the app and follow MoneyWeb News for daily updates.